All of us have decisions to make. Life is full of crossroads, and we need divine direction. Which way do I go? Join us as we study God's Word today with Scott Pauley. Have you been praying for direction? Have you been waiting on some word from God, trying to figure out what you're supposed to do, what the right thing is? Are you frustrated and anxious and worked up on the inside? Well, let me just tell you, you've never been as worked up as Saul was on the road to Damascus because he's had a head-on collision with a risen Savior that he was fighting against. His whole world's been turned upside down. We read in Acts 9 verse 3 that as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. You know, God's work so often is sudden work. Uh, just in a moment of time, God opens your eyes. In a moment, God can change everything. Wait on the Lord. God's up to something. The Bible says in verse 4 that he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? I wonder, have you started incorporating that question into your prayers? Have you made that your own? Are you praying, Acts 9, verse 6, for your own life? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Uh, then the question remains, when's the answer going to come? Well, let me tell you first of all that the answer to that question comes when you meet Jesus in a real way. You know, so many times when we're praying, we're looking for something. But could it be that when we pray, the greatest thing we should look for is not a thing, but a person, someone? You see, in Acts 9, it wasn't a long list of things God was going to tell Saul to do. Oh, he had many things for him to do, but he wasn't going to give him a long list of things to do. No, he was just going to introduce Saul to himself. You see, I believe that in life, the great thing we're after is not direction. It is knowing the one who can give the direction. It's not about location. The will of God is not about some location or or even some other human being, some person, or some project, some responsibility. Rather, it's about knowing the God who orchestrates all of life and who has so much planned for us. You see, Saul asked the question, What? What wilt thou have me to do? But did you notice that's not the first questions in the story? In fact, there are two questions that precede it. In verse 4, the first question is not asked by Saul at all. It's asked by God. God says to him, Saul, Saul, why? Why persecutest thou me? The first question you have to answer is, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you living? Why are you here? Why are you breathing today? Why are you giving your attention and your energy and your resources to the things that you're, you're giving it to? Why? You stop and ponder the why. Now, that's a good first step to discovering the will of God. But then there's a, another question. Saul turns it around and says back to God in verse 5, and he said, who art thou, Lord? So the first question is why. The second question is who. And may I say to you, this is re the real crux of what I want you to take from today's study. It's not about a what. It's about a who. You see, 
You are not a human doing. You are a human being. Life is not about doing. It's about being. We give so much attention to doing the right things and making the right decisions and and, uh, taking the right step. But I want to suggest to you the great decision in life is to know and love and follow Jesus Christ to be rightly related to Him because watch this please. If you will be what you ought to be, you will do what you ought to do. And the great pursuit is not the pursuit of something, it's the pursuit of knowing God. Saul needed Jesus. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. And God will bring you in life to a place where you don't have the answers, uh, not to humiliate you, but to humble you. Not to simply leave you in desperation, but to begin to give you hope. Notice the Bible says that Saul's trembling and he's astonished. Let me tell you what's happening here. God is bringing him to the place where he confesses he doesn't have the answer. I think when we come to that place, in the words of the psalmist, when we come to wit's end, have you ever been there? You throw your hands up in the air, you say, I don't know what to do. I believe God begins to applaud at that moment. And he says, wonderful. I've been trying to get you there all along. Listen to the Lord speak. I'm Jesus. I am Jesus. Look to Jesus today. Know Him as your personal Savior. If you know Him as your personal Savior, yield to Him and to His Lordship in your life. Don't be content to simply say you know who He is. Know Him in an intimate way. Have fellowship with Him today. Draw nigh to God. Can I tell you that when God begins to unveil His will, oftentimes He whispers. He speaks in that still, small voice. And you've got to be close enough to hear Him. I'm afraid sometimes that we live at such a distance to God and then wonder why God's not speaking. He is speaking. In the words of old Vance Havner, we have to get in tune with heaven. Are you in tune with heaven today? Have you come to know the Lord Jesus and are you walking closely with Him, close enough for Him to be able to speak and you to be able to hear and answer? I leave you with an illustration that Jesus used with Saul. He says, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. These pricks that he referred to were goads that were used in an agricultural society. They were long sticks that a farmer would use with a pointed end to prod his animals to keep them moving forward. And occasionally, that stubborn animal would begin to kick against the pricks. He would begin to to move his body against that goad that was behind him. And when he did, it was always to his detriment. As a matter of fact, that animal could begin to bleed simply because he was fighting against the very thing that was trying to keep him moving in the right direction. Solomon used this same illustration in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse number 11 when he says the words of the wise are as goads. You see, God uses His word to goad us a little bit. And He uses the counsel of other people, wise people who walk with God, to goad us a little bit. And it hurts sometimes. It pricks our conscience a little bit. It it grieves us. But friend, that's not God hating you. That's God loving you. That's God loving you enough to tell you the truth. And why is He prodding you today? He's prodding you to keep you moving in the right direction, to help you take the next step. And the words of Scripture, it's hard when you live a life kicking against the pricks or kicking against God's goads in your life. Someone has said uh, that it's hard to serve the Lord. 
Well, my friend, it's not always easy, but I'm going to tell you the hard life. The hard life is the life lived kicking against God. I want you to know, and I'm testifying now, you can try to argue with God if you want to, but that's not an argument you're going to win. That's not a fight that you're going to come out the victor on. No, my friend, the victory is found in yielding. When you wave the white flag to God and you come to the Lord in the words of Saul and say, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? That's the beginning of great victory and blessing. And it all begins not by discovering what you're supposed to do, but coming to know and love the one who loves you, listening to the one who's speaking to you today, and listen to him say, I am Jesus. Oh, I hope you'll meet him today along your journey. May God bless you for listening to today's Bible study. Please visit scottpauley.org for additional resources or to invest in this broadcast. It would be an encouragement to hear from you. Our prayer is that you will find and fulfill God's will for your life. It is the only way to enjoy the journey.